Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by The Floating World. Come see all of your favorite podcasters from the Erotic Awakening podcast. Barrick and Sheba, Lee Harrington, and Dan and Dawn all will be at The Floating World. Edison, New Jersey, August. TheFloatingWorld.org. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. Here we are in the mobile station today. We are in the middle of getting ready for Power Exchange Summit, which kicks off in less in about 24 hours. Ooh, less than, less than. Less than. <laughs> so uh, we'll be doing that. That's, a, that's the event that you and I run every year that's dedicated to people in Power Exchange relationships. Mm-hmm, here in Central Ohio. So going to be a great time, sold out. So going to be awesome. Yep. So today on the podcast, though, we are talking about uh, slave training. Yes. Lately, I've been reading a lot about people who believe that training is essential, training is unessential, and uh, whether it is or isn't part of a power exchange relationship, there's sex sex slave training, attitude training, all kinds of slave training, and that's what we'll be talking about on the podcast today. Good. So not how to do it, but just the different kinds? No, I'm going to give you some hints and tricks how to do it, too. Uh Uh-oh. Are you going to tell me some secrets? No, no. Um, you, I don't need to know secrets. Okay, I don't want a no. slave. <laughs> and uh, we also have a... Think. No, <laughs> I just had a fantasy run through my head. Of having your own little sex slave? Yeah. <laughs> Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com is where you should send that application, I suppose. Yay. Uh, we will also be talking about... And let's start off with this question of the day. There's a... Uh, people wrote into us and they said, you know what? We are in a power exchange relationship, but we don't like the term master and slave. What other terms can we use? That's a, that's a really interesting question because when you and I started, we didn't want to use master and slave either. So it's just something just didn't feel right with it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we um, had some baggage to go through, I guess, or, you know, just some, a thought process. And we used dominant and submissive. Yep. And back then, dominant and submissive meant 24-hour, you know, at least in our area, it meant 24-7 owner property, total power exchange, you know, things like that. And currently, it, it's taken on more of a play term, and I think that's why most people are leaning towards finding something else, maybe? Well, not as, I, it seems like anymore master-slave can be a, a uh, play term as well. Mm. You and I certainly use it to signify power exchange relationship, and other people use it, this is our bedroom relationship. Right. So other terms you could use, Don, you'd already mentioned one. You said owner property. Right. That's, owner property. that's a nice one to, to yep. reflect the power exchange relationship. We know some people that still use dominant submissive. Mm-hmm. They don't want the master slave or the owner property, um, especially when you start looking at all the different definitions. And it just gets hard to figure out what words to use. Yep. So in the, about... uh, the well, I was going to say master Kajira, if you were mm-hmm. on the Gorian bend. But of course, that identifies you as a Gorian as well. 
Right. Um, owner pet. Owner pet's a good one or people and, use as well. And pet doesn't necessarily mean you're a puppy dog or something like that. So pet can mean, um, I know how some people use it. It just means it's a softer mm-hmm. word. It means they get their hair stroked a lot and, you know, they're just cuddled. And you get your hair stroked. I do. I do. Some people like the term daddy boy, uh, mommy boy, mommy girl, all that kind of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of terms out there. Who cares? Make up your own words. So you did write, somebody wrote in and said, (laughs) I care. And the point of it, though, the the tricky bit, if you don't like Master Slave, don't use Master Slave. Either, um, and you know what, one thing you could do is simply join the FetLife and jump on a group, like jump on the owner and property group and hang out there for a while and see if these are like-minded people, if they think the way you think. If so, then use that term. If not, uh, you know, jump over to some other group. Mm-hmm. But the point of it is you're going to have to sit there with a little piece of paper and write down, when I say master, when I say owner, when I say mistress, when I say this, this is what I mean by that. This is how mm-hmm. I define that word. Uh, There's a, a not too long ago, a guy named Jack Ranella put together a dictionary of BDSM and kink and power exchange terms, and everybody ignored it. So you just keep going with yourself <laughs> and make up whatever you want. You know, and don't just use FetLife, you know, because you're going to get a lot of different responses. Find a support group. Find a mast group. Find a something and go talk to real people and see how they refer to each other and, and see what speaks to you. I mean, some people would just say, you know, my uppercase letter, mm-hmm. you know, or my yeah. lowercase letter. They don't even define a word at all. So, And like you were saying, with uh, BAT... We ended up, I ended up at both Bat and before her, we had another mm-hmm. uh, person, A. A, in our collar, where we used ancient language or created a word, in one case, that fits how we defined the relationship. If you go into my profile on FetLife, you'll see that I've got this little dictionary of words that I've used, and um, I've used ancient Sumerian for the relationship we had with Bat for a while, until... Time went by enough that we were ready to use different terminology. And now we use master-slave because it's right. But at the time, and we still use some other words kind of in, as endearment uh, phraseology. Phraseology. Ooh. <laughs> you know? So I understand people having a resistance to using master-slave. Um, well, and they also have to keep in mind master-slave is not something to graduate to. Right. If it right. doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right. I mean, like I said, it didn't feel right to us for a while, and then poof, one day it did, mm-hmm. and we're not even sure what changed. You know, it could have been that owner pet would have felt right or, you know, something else. So just pay attention to how the words make you feel. And that's our view on the topic or the question of the day. If you don't like master-slave, find some terms you do like. Not mm-hmm. a big deal. Yep. If you have a question of the day or would like to get a hold of us for any other reason, there's a variety of ways to do that. For example, you can write Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or check out us, check out us, check <laughs> us out on FetLife. We have a group called Erotic Awakening. Or on the Twitter, we are Dan and Dawn. Awesome. You can find everything else about us <laughs> easily stalkable. www.eroticawakening.com. We got a big schedule coming up actually. Do we? Even after PXS. I've been trying not to think about it. <laughs> we will be doing the Twisted Trist in two weeks. Yes, but we're not presenting. Yes, so we just, just get chill. To chill. Yeah. So who is it? Smart girl that's bringing yes. me a lawn chair? Mm-hmm. 
Is that her name? I think that is her. I thought it was PlaySmart. It is PlaySmart. <laughs> Sorry. So I could picture, I'm very visual and I could picture her. Oh, I could picture her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Looking forward to that. I'm kind of curious how it's going to go without us presenting. As in, we always do something at events that we go yeah. to, and this one's pure relaxation. And why well, do I have a feeling we're going to? I'm not volunteer gonna, to yeah. do something. <laughs> I volunteer to go to the game store and buy a copy, uh, a new set of Dominion cars, and maybe Zombie Flux. Oh, okay. And we can do game. Yes, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That's called relaxing. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we do want to, and we're going to make this one pretty quick, boys and girls. We do have a uh, an event with 200 people coming in mm -hmm. about 24 <laughs> hours or so or less. But we do want to uh, mention that we do have some new subscribers to the newsletter from around the world. We do. So this one is, oh, i got to pronounce it, Ribbonaberry? 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 From England. We have a fair number of people in England We here. do. Uh, so good day. <laughs> uh, Nori from Pittsburgh. Tara from Chicago. Amber from Michigan. Victor from Florida. And Shannon from Indiana all have subscribed to the Erotic Awakening newsletter, which we send out about once a month. Once a month, except for May, which was the month from hell between school, graduation, Vegas, and now PXS. We didn't bother anybody. <laughs> you have to subscribe and hear yourself without getting a, a letter. Yeah. It'll start up again in June. <laughs> and I will also mention that Mimi found us on the Facebook, and she says, keep kinking it up. Nice. And we will, Mimi. Ooh, we and we got tentacle links. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. So, Do you remember that one? Yeah. So uh, uh, for those that may be new to the podcast, Dawn is a little bit of a fan <laughs> of the tentacle porn. And a, the art of Brian Kissinger was a link that we got via the Google Plus page, uh, which I very much kind of a little cartoony, but very nice. Well, very well done. Uh-huh. And then um, Secretive Slave from Twitter sent one. And it's it's tentacles wrapped around a woman, and it's really it's really cool. Look at that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's under eros art. I love the word eros anyway, mm -hmm. and it's very um, cartoony, but it's so very cute. Yep, yep. She's got a little collar on. She does. Yeah, this one's cute. It doesn't. By Otto Schmidt. I was gonna say it doesn't look that naughty. It looks cute, but no, nah, I'm looking at it. it. Looks pretty naughty. <laughs> <laughs> more important than tentacles on uh, <laughs> to me. We have some more food on boobs. And Pony Girl Bixie is trying to keep up with Sham Wow. Where Pony Girl Bixie sent me some wonderful cake on boobs mm -hmm. uh, with paw prints on the cake, which I think added something to it personally. <laughs> um, and then Shan Wow sent you. An oven roasted honey mustard pork butt <laughs> with fresh from the garden asparagus. I'd eat it. Yeah. I'd even eat the asparagus, actually, <laughs> on that one. So uh, that's what we got going on. Uh, I do want to mention uh, before we get into our topic that the Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years. They've absolutely served the Erotic Awakening listeners because they're paying for you this sad. Nice. From, uh, let's see, from lube to lingerie. Ooh. You'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com. Nice, nice, And we are very nice. uh, appreciative of Smitten Kitten helping us pay the bills around here, keeping the podcast on the air. Yep, so go check them out. And we will get in, and uh, we're just about to get into our topic. Before, but first, Dawn has to say. 
Do I? Yes, you do. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. We're just blasting through this one. We are. So we must be excited about this weekend. <laughs> so um, their next event that's coming up, their next big one, is the AIS Rough Body Play Intensive. Saturday, July 20th, 2013. It's only $30, and then there will also be a party that is $20 or both for $45. So it's an all rough body play workshop. Um, it's going to be, okay, it's going to be at the, the normal club that it's usually at here in Columbus, Ohio. So yep. to find out more, go to adventuresandsexuality.org. We just happened to go to the Big Bash. We did. Yes, um, last weekend. Last Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Had a fantastic time there. Got to play indoors and got to go outdoor and see some play as well. They have a very nice private secluded space there. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's ranging toys out in the main area, we can do bondage and stuff, ranging all the way to more cuddly, fuckable fuck spots. Right. And then there's some outdoor play area, as well as a big old hot tub. Yes, a big old hot tub outside even. So, you know, good stuff. It's the top floor of a swing club, and they bring in the equipment, and, you know, it's all good. And we had a kick-ass scene as well, so... Cling wrap and oh, electric we did zappers. Cling time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying that to keep you fresh. Awesome. Yes, I can cling fresh. <laughs> that was awesome. Awesome indeed. So, Dawn, I guess the first question that we want to ask is: Are you a slave? Yes, sir. Are you trained? Yes, sir. Who trained you? You, sir. Damn right. <laughs> so, what does that mean to you that you are a trained slave and? Uh, what, I mean, do you, can you think of anything I've trained you in? Um, not particularly. It's not like you have a program set up or anything, but, um, you know, there's, uh, the first thing that popped into my head was, is why do I call myself a slave? And basically it's because you call me a slave. You know, I am your slave. That's the, the, the verbiage that you use for me. And, um, there was an aha moment at one point where, um, we, knew to use that term or, you know, decided to use that term. But um, as for training, I can't, like I said, you don't have a manual. <laughs> you know, you do things as they're needed. You're very intuitive. Um, we had someone that wanted to send their slave off to be trained by someone else, and that really confused me. And you might be talking about that later. I don't know. But it confused me because I was like, oh, well, they might train her not to make eye contact because that's one of the things that you think of with a slave. They never make eye contact with the dom. And you never taught me that. And, you know, there's various reasons. I have to be respectful. I'm not supposed to stare you down or, you know, something like that, but I'm allowed to make eye contact. And so you've trained me to match what you need and to bring out my abilities. So that was a very rambly answer. Very rambly. I'll give you some very specific ones that you're not Oh, no, that I'm not aware of? You, you may or may not be aware of them. So well, after 14 years, I, okay, go Let's ahead. start off with uh, as far as being a sex slave goes. Yes. What happens when you suck my cock? <laughs> I get wet. Yes. <laughs> so that was a very um, clearly intended effect on my part, that before we fuck, you're going to suck my cock. Before I pleasure your pussy, uh, and for uh, <laughs> podcast listeners that are offended by this language, fuck off. <laughs> Before you, uh, before I play with your pussy, you're going to suck my cock. Before uh -huh. I fuck you, you're going to suck my cock. And that was very clearly defined to build. 
to create this Pavlovian response. When you suck my cock, your pussy gets wet. <laughs> so that's one aspect. And, you know, obviously we talk about slave uh, sex training. Mm-hmm. You know, we could also talk about anal training and variable sized butt plugs and that kind of stuff. So that's one aspect of training. Um, but we, I don't really do much in the way of sex training per se in that, like that kind of response doing, mm-hmm. right? I do more training from a perspective of what my expectations are for your behaviors to modify your expectations of your behaviors. Right. Yeah. I understand that. So there's not a lot of skills that you train me in, like you said, but there is behavior modification. Absolutely. So, so much so that if, um, I went into an old pattern response, but about a month ago or something, and all you did was touch my leg and I still wanted to respond old pattern. And you just looked at me and said, old pattern. And it was like, boom, done, Mm -hmm. you know, and I totally went into new pattern and um, that type of stuff is very amazing to me, how, how that works. I think my, my personal opinion of why you came to me and became my slave is that you saw certain characteristics that I had mm-hmm. that you said I would like to have those characteristics as well. And through the training process, we have adopted those either it's because you do the same thing I do or because you do something because I tell you to do it. You have created this opportunity for yourself to take on new patterns and new perspectives. So, for example, one of my favorite ones is I personally believe the if you're going to say that you're in a master-slave relationship, that the slave reflects the master. Yes, sir. So if you do something, that reflects on how I trained you. Now, I know some people that don't believe this. They don't view master-slave relationships as... The slave reflects the master. And to that, I don't understand why you call it a master-slave relationship. That's kind of, to me, and that's just my opinion. People do things differently, but this is one of those key key aspects of what a master-slave relationship is, is that you take responsibility for your slave and your slave's action. So, point being, you can't jump on some message board and slam someone. Right. Because I've trained you that that behavior is not acceptable. It reflects poorly on me. What that says to me when I see a slave um, posting things that are harmful and hurtful with the intent to cause harm, that their master either supports their slave being a harmful person or doesn't care that their slave is a harmful person. Or they actually have no control over their slave. That's what I was thinking. That's where my first thought goes, is that they don't have control. And if they don't have control, then where's the power exchange? You know, mm-hmm. where's the hierarchical, you know, sort of relationship? How does that, how's that even there? Right. Now, different people, some people listening to the podcast say, well, that's not the way we do things. I mm-hmm. want my slave to always be able to speak up whenever, blah, blah, blah. Wonderful. Do it that way. My slaves are trained in a particular patterns in particular ways to reflect what I want them to do, how I want them to act. And as a benefit to them, they become more empowered, in my opinion. Now, Mm -hmm. I think that you, through this training regimen we put you through, have found your own power to run off and become trained by other people in non-slave things. 
becoming clergy, getting your degree in psychology, all that becomes as a, as a result of being held accountable by me on the outside, but that allows you to hold yourself to a higher standard and higher accountability. And, you know, and that's just my opinion about the way this shit works. So, and I totally agree. And one of the things that you've been really good at teaching me is through this whole thing is the whole communication thing, mm -hmm. you know, and um, how to respond to people and how to, and I'm going to tell you, everything I do, everything I do, I think of how it reflects on you and I think about how you will feel about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that has got to be part of the training because I've never thought that about anybody else before, you know, so it's, it's got to be part of that, that I want to please you and I want to be pleasing to you and I want what I do to be pleasing to you. And the, um, the communication part and the speaking up part, it's also very important for me to have a voice, but there's having voice in a positive way and a negative way. And you've taught me over time how to do it in a positive way because I never had voice before. Mm -hmm. So when I was finally out on my own, it's like, oh, I'm going to have voice. <laughs> and everybody's going to hear my voice. Right. And I was able to learn how to tone that down and be more respectful and learn some different skills. Absolutely. Because there's having your own voice and speaking your own truth. And there's speaking for the point of being of just to make noise, right? There's great power in being comfortable in your own truth. And a lot of people I meet that are always rattling their sabers about the truth and this is the way it is are just preventing, are just taking tactics so they don't have to reflect on themselves and be themselves. That's probably jumping a little <laughs> off of our topic here. But uh, we just came from our little Buddhist Sangha where we were very reflective. So we let's say that's where that we was. Were. So, but you've also, through your training, you've also, I used to be very shy, mm -hmm. believe it or not. <laughs> very, um, I consider myself an intelligent person, but very shy, mm -hmm. not wanting people to notice me and things like that. And I've turned that into where I can be very vocal. And I had another point now. Oh, and you are able to send me out. There's some skills that I want to learn that are slave related mm -hmm. and you've been able to send me out and find people to teach me that as well. And specifically boot blacking. Oh, okay. You know, so not behavioral stuff because behavioral stuff is, is within our relationship. Right. Um, but skill stuff, boot blacking and you know, just different things like that. So, and I do all of that to service you service you <laughs> pointing it back up. to blow jobs yes. sorry <laughs> uh some of the the training methodologies that i've been using and and uh, bat's a good example because bat's fairly uh well just had a year in my collar but some of the things i recall that you went through as well for example when posting to the internet that mixed case thing is just annoying to me mm -hmm. where if you're a uh, uh you identify as a submissive or a slave you always type in lowercase and refer to people that identify as masters of dominance in uppercase. But I do require you and Bat, when you have private conversations with me, to use mixed case like that. And mm -hmm. I use it as well. And uh, I'm sure it drove Bat crazy, just like it drove you crazy at first. But the reality is that is a training technique to make you stop and slow down and think and understand that the communication that we're having is not... Lover to lover, or husband to wife, or 
boyfriend to girlfriend, it is master to slave. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard for you to type in, look, asshole, you've really, <laughs> you know, gone over the line this time when autocorrect keeps fucking with that. And when you don't, and when you say, fuck it, I'm typing all caps, you're making a statement as well. So it's one of those things like that. To me, that's a, a training technique. It's very simple. Uh, and the very fact that you're doing it annoys you is a good training technique as well. Well, it annoys at first, and then it starts to get to where I crave it. Mm -hmm. I like it. You know, it's it's where I belong. I like the lowercase letters. I mean, hell, we fought with the uh, the editor forever, the publisher on our <laughs> right. book, because I wanted a lowercase d, and he said no, nobody will understand that. And it's like, but but it's who I am. Mm -hmm. So, but some of the other things that you've trained me with is like Neil. Just stating the word kneel. There is no argument. Right. The phrase attend me. Mm -hmm. There is no argument. When you say attend me or kneel, boom, I'm on the floor. Regardless of the conversation, the argument, yes. the tone of mind that we're in. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So things like that. And it's it's really kind of kind of neat if I look at it how much training there is. I mean, I actually have to watch it sometimes when my brain hears a tone of voice that perceives an order mm -hmm. when we're in the Buddha Sangha or the Pali meeting or the <laughs> other places where we don't, you know, really show our power exchange. Right, right. It's there and it's subtle, but um, I automatically want to say, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's very interesting. So to how, how that response is, and I've had to learn how not to do it like in front of the kids right. when they come over to visit or <laughs> something like that, just because that's a choice we've made. Sure, sure. The, um, uh, one of the things that, and the very, one of the very earliest things that I've trained you was getting over a attachment to your body image. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, that's where I thought you were going with the shyness. And mm -hmm. I remember very early into a play party or into our uh, experience with the play parties, just at a private house, just having you walk out into another room with no top on. Oh, my God. You know, and part of that training was me telling you to do it with complete confidence that it would be okay. And you're not being able to, or you're choosing not to do it. Mm -hmm. And me uh, punishing you for not obeying and giving you another opportunity to go ahead and try it again until that was an okay thing. Part of that training is that when there's punishment is teaching that submissive, that slave, that I'm punishing you. Now it's done. Now let's move on because it's over with. Oh my God. What a powerful training on that. Mm -hmm. And that some of this stuff just comes with experience over and over and over again, you know, and trust, you know, I want to throw that in there too. And consistency because you would say, okay, you've been punished. Now it's over. Right. And oh my gosh, how many of us can punish ourselves worse than anybody else can punish us? You know, I would, I would punish myself and, you know, and finally I, I was told that, um, I'm not allowed to punish your property right? without your permission. That when you're done with punishment, you truly mean it's over. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. Yep. And just like with the body issues, I can remember walking down the hallway of work going, but, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm large. I'm, you know, I'm not pretty. I'm not blah, blah, blah. And you stopped me and looked at me and you said, do you doubt your master? <laughs> do you doubt your master? I'm telling you, you're beautiful. You know, so just things like that. I learned to trust your words. Mm -hmm. I learned to, you know, things like that. And that's all conditioning. That's all training. That's all, all of that stuff. And it's, it's, it's 
good. You know, some of this stuff psychologically can be used in a harmful way. Sure. So you have to have an ethical master, you know, that that's that you're working with. And, and, uh, and that's well, that's one of the goals, right? Or that's mm-hmm. one of the, the tricks to training is that you have the a shared set of goals. Yes. Right. We both had the same goal that you became a stronger, more confident, more self-reliant human being. Mm-hmm. So it helps that you and I both had that same goal because our training path took us down that path. You had the same, you, we both had the same goal of having more of a open sexual relationship. And by that, I mean that we were um, able to acknowledge and embrace our fantasies. I don't mean necessarily open, <laughs> like an open relationship, but, you know, to be as slutty as you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and because that was a shared goal, we could train towards that. It, it's just very helpful if if your goals are in, if for example I wanted to train you to be um, follow a a lifestyle or a belief or something that's completely against who you are, then that training at my level is just not going to be effective. You right, know? right. So, oh my gosh, we've been through a lot in fourteen years. We are learning all these little things. <laughs> And, you know, some of the stuff that – some of this training, some of this teaching, and, and training becomes kind of a little bit of a interesting word here, is simply – it's training on one hand, but then the experience of that training, the experience of that, doing that thing in action. You know, um, so, for example, with Bat, with, she's getting – she gets to go to her first leather event in about two months. Mm-hmm. And if you've not – if you've only been to kink events and not been to leather events – they're, they are different animals, and they're different people there. And uh, the combination of, you know, being able to have Bat walk up to Miss Kendra or Garrett or um, Sergi or any, you know, uh, Master um, Christine, Christina. Oh, Master Christina. Christina? Okay. Yeah. And not be concerned that she will be, maybe, yeah, she will be out of her element. But not to be concerned that she will make me look dumb or make herself look dumb or that it'll be a big deal, mm-hmm. you know, to be have that sense of self-confidence that I have been trained by my master and that enables me to be in this situation at this time and I'll be okay. Um, well, I know some of us uh, and I know Bat is like me in that aspect. We love to learn new things. Mm-hmm. We love to be trained in new things, whether it's skills, whether it's leather history, whether it's, you know, just how to react. We want to be a positive reflection on you. And you're the only one that can train us how to do that. You know, so I, it's a lot of work on your part, mm-hmm. I would assume, especially when you have different people coming to you with different personalities, you know, different strengths, different weaknesses, right. different goals, different you know, things like that. So you have to tweak it for each individual. So, mm-hmm. you know, well, with the way you do it anyway, I don't know that everybody does it that way. No. And, and there are some general things that, you know, if I wanted to create a slave training school, mm-hmm. just based on my experience with the military, there's some basic stuff you could set up, but who cares? Uh, you know, I just don't have any value in that. I don't, there are no generic slaves, you know, everybody's got their own what they bring to the table. And again, like I said before, this is one of the powers of this is having that shared set of goals. Mm-hmm. So you have to tailor the training for that. Well, even when we had temp slave, 
mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, I see yeah. her around now and I so wish we had named her, <laughs> but, um, you know, I love to spend time with her now too. But, um, you know, even with that, she gave us service and you taught her protocol, mm-hmm. you know, so there's still an exchange there, you know, it was still a, still a training, you know, how to, uh, hold out a collar, how to present yes. a toy, how to, you know, all those things. So there are presentation sort of things. And then there's stuff that are, the word I'm going to use is like anchors. Mm -hmm. You know, training was involved with how I feel when that collar goes on my throat, the heavy leather collar. Mm -hmm. You know, it's creating an anchor. When you make that eye contact, when you put my collar on, it elicits a response. That's conditioning, right? you know, and I don't think it's random at First, no, I don't think it's random. I was going to say at first, maybe you just looked in my eyes because you loved me. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, there could be something behind it where you looked in my eyes to say, this is important. This is what I'm doing. Pay attention. Here's the connection. And that created an anchor. And to this day, when you put my collar on, it still has that effect. Right. So, you know, a lot of... A lot of stuff involved in training. So I don't know. Haha. <laughs> Are we winding down? I'm just. No, we're you know. getting ready for PXS anymore. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wondering how other people train. I'm really curious about how other people do it. Because like I said, when, um, uh, when we first got into the lifestyle, there was a couple. And he was going to send his slave out to be trained by somebody else. There was a bed and breakfast, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they that. offered slave training. Right. And that just, like I said, that just confused me. I thought a master would want their slave trained to match their style. And then, um, now there are some good training things out there. There, um, Master Tiano's master, is it MTTA? Yeah, Master Tiano's training. training Academy. Right, so, but that's Catherine Master's... Catherine Gross has some training stuff. Uh, Butchman's Academy. Butchman's Academy. So, um, yeah, absolutely, there are some... Submissive retreats mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, Castle Griffin has a... Uh, they do, I've been to yeah. that, to so the Servants Retreat. Uh, ser- uh, yeah, Servants Retreat. and um, So there's a lot of good things where you can pick up some general training, some... Um, how to look within yourself to find out what you need sort of training, how to speak up training, how to, you know, enrich your master's life training. And, you know, and then I would bring that stuff home because I have done stuff at Castle Griffin. I have done stuff with Catherine Gross. And I would bring it home and discuss with you. And then we would discuss what we would put into our relationship. You know, I wouldn't just start doing it because I learned it from someplace else (laughs) because it had to be modified for our relationship. So, and then, you know, of course, with the master training, if you went to a master training academy, I'm sure you would just start doing it if you learned a new trick. Right. (laughs) Um, So, but it's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So there's great, there's... um value in any of those external sources that bring you something new to the table right mm-hmm. I, I agree with you that you can't necessarily I, you can't just go to butchman's and come back and say oh now i know how to be a master right and i will just do everything that i've learned the idea is to open your ideas to a variety of things that mm-hmm. may be a value in there mm-hmm. and then take what you like and leave the rest you know tweak what you like for your, your relationship or you know, how you want to train your slave so you know another thought is is what kind of slave do you want 
you know, and then learn how to train from there. And absolutely talk to other masters and see how they do it. Because something that you might read in a book may not work. There's a lot of books out there on theory. You know, if you're not talking to somebody that's actually done it and it's just psychological theory, it may or may not work. So you have to be kind of, I would imagine, you have to be kind of intuitive when you train. Absolutely. Side note, how long is the PXS prom? Three hours? Uh, three hours. Okay. So <laughs> we're taking care of PXS stuff. Yes, so. as we're in the middle of this podcast, people are pinging <laughs> me about the, pinging the, uh, <laughs> PXS, the weekend of power exchange that we have in 10 hours now. <laughs> oh, God. We have to sleep eight hours somewhere yes. in that 10 hours. So, so uh, I think that's it for this one. Um, anything else you need to say about training? I don't think so. So. Again, I don't want to come off that, that our way is right and uh -uh. people that don't train are wrong. I know uh, uh, a slave, somebody who identifies as a slave here in, in town, that uh, their master never cares what they do on the internet and never trains them and never punishes them. And that's what works for them. Great. Yeah. Um, I like the, our life, our reflection of master slaves a little more structured than that. And that's what works for us. And we use it as a tool as well. You know, like we kind of explained through this whole thing. We actually use it for a tool for our personal growth. Yeah. So not only is it who we are, we use it many different ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. All right. I think we're done. Yes, sir. Let's go do PXS. Awesome. <laughs> That's I a good point. I just thought of that. That's a good point. <laughs> So, uh, Don. Yes, sir. Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. <laughs>